Look, up in the sky, it's a lion, it's a plane, it's a train. Actually, it's all pieces of the same mech. Today, on Aging Otakus, we watched King of Braves Gao Gaigar. Hey everyone, and welcome to Aging Otakus. My name is Eric, and I'm here with my co-host Jorge. How you doing, Jorge? Hey, good. How are you doing? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. You know, as you guys know, on Aging Otakus, we go over 80s, 90s, 2000, early 2000s uh, retro anime, and we kind of just break it down uh, and just kind of give it our own thought. Today, we went over King of Braves Gal Gaigar. Uh, but before that, let's get into our plugs. Um, as you guys know, we are on Instagram and Twitter, both at Aging Otakus, where we kind of will go over you know, our shows that we're, you know, discussing for the week or maybe in the future. And we'll also kind of discuss like anime um, and also just, you know, various shit posting and stuff. Just but yeah, other than, yeah, real good stuff. Uh, Jorge, what have you been up to this week? Uh, so I've been playing a lot of this uh, consumer electronics device that came out lately called the PlayStation 5. Um, <clears throat> and bastard. It's been life-changing, but um no, yeah, uh, it's been yeah, I've been playing a, a bit of like uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Astrobot. Um, really, really cool. Uh, you know, I, 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 we're we're at a point where the the jump to the next generation isn't as big as it felt like way back in the day. But I, I generally do think, at least with like the controller and with uh, you know with the 4K and the the different graphic options you're getting in games versus like performance versus more prettiness at the cost of like frame rate um right i think i think we're it's it's more about like granularity and choice and like all the little details so yeah been been having been having a good time so um you know bet best of luck to to all who are seeking them out because uh i know the, the the scalpers and the bots have been uh being not good people uh, about this but um but yeah and then, well, how does it feel to be god's favorite jorge uh, it feels it feels great. It feels great. Um, he 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 says hello. The uh, you know our our Lord and Savior says hello and uh, <laughs> Kazarai. <laughs> Bless. Yeah, that's not. I mean, good for you, man. I mean, uh, I know we we talked about it a few weeks ago, and I I kind of I don't I I was kind of like lukewarm on it. I was like, oh, are you getting a PS Five? I don't know. And then I think the FOMO just like hit me like two weeks ago or like a week ago, and yeah. Yeah, I, de- I definitely had a little bit of the the buyer's remorse when I when I first pre-ordered it, and then as you know, as it got here and I actually like started playing it and, and all that, it was yeah, like it, it was, it, it it's I don't I don't want to like overhype the thing, but yeah, it, it it's it's been it's been really cool. So yeah, I hope I hope everyone uh you know can can get their hands on it versus just you know the hoarders selling them on on eBay or OfferUp or whatever. Dude, it's nuts. Like uh. So I'm one of the the poor wretched souls who is now hunting down a PS5, and uh, like my whole like gaming group chat is like they're all in the same boat except for like one guy who was lucky enough to to snag one, and um, you know we, uh, aside from the you know the tips we're all kind of giving each other to like kind of find one, we're also we've kind of become this like echo chamber of like hate and like sadness for just sort of like the the uh i guess you could say just the quest in general of like getting one 
Um, so like we'll post like articles where it's like a guy who who has like a hundred PS5s and he's like he sold fifty of them already oh. for like fifteen hundred a pop, and it's just like it's it's a sad state right now. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's me. I saw I saw uh, a guy got doxxed on Twitter because he was dumb enough to put his name and the uh, and like a receipt or something. Like there was enough oh, information shit. in the frame uh-huh. in his like dozens of PlayStation fives that he had that people just kept posting pictures of like the, the black Jordans and handguns Oh no! in response. He deleted Does his account. It? He like, yeah, it was the black oh. air force ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It was, but you know, um, I'm not, I'm not going to wish ill on anyone, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I mean, they've been yeah. like robbing people in Canada and I'm sure in the U S now, but I know that like they're like a main reseller got like robbed at gunpoint in Canada wow. and it's only a matter of time until it happens here, obviously. Cause you know, it's the U S wow. but, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, I, I've been so tempted like at times to kind of just be like, you know what? I got 1500 bucks on me. I'll just, oh. I'll, I'll buy a PS five no. and no, I, I can't do that. Um, but what games are you playing for it? Uh, so right now, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, I actually just finished it last night. Um, and the, the little, like, the Astrobot game that it comes with, which is surprisingly, like, pretty fun and full-featured for, for just, like, a short little back-end. Oh, um, wait, the, that's the one where you, you, you're inside of a PlayStation, right? Like, you're... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay, kind it's of like a... a tech demo? Yeah, it's a little, like ode to playstation history and uh the the different levels are themed after you know ps1 ps2 ps3 ps4 Mm -hmm. and um you you collect it's it's a platformer collect-a-thon kind of thing but it's really well featured it uses the controller very well and the and the features of the controller like the the Mm -hmm. haptic feedback the pressure resistance so really really uh recommend playing that even if it doesn't seem like your your typical kind of game because i mean it is just kind of like a cutesy platformer but i right. still um still give it a try at least okay well if i ever get one uh i'll, I'll give it a try uh when are you gonna get when are you gonna take the dip bro and get into demon souls oh i'm so i'm so bad i, I tried just dark, do it dude i tried dark souls 3 like whenever mm-hmm. that came out and i was terrible at it but i I don't know. It looks it looks pretty. Maybe I, maybe I need to get good, and um, dude, do it. I, I, I mean, don't, I don't know. I might try. I might try Bloodborne because that's free on the on the like PS4 collection for PS5. The, the oh, like, is it? Yeah, the like selection of games. Okay, yeah, Bloodborne's great. Yeah, I might I might just try that to like dip my feet in a little, and then and then we'll see. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, I think I single handedly the. The hype for my PS5, or the the hype to get a PS5, comes like solely pun intended from Demon Souls. Oh wow! Like just watching people play it, and it's like it looks gorgeous, and you know I've always kind of I've been a fan of Souls likes, uh, just more so with like games like Neo and um, Bloodborne to a lesser extent, but like that game just looks like gorgeous, and I and even then like. That's because I'm watching it like on a YouTube channel or like a comp- a compressed like Twitch stream, so it's like I know that like on my 4K TV it would just look gorgeous, more so. Yeah, every everything I've seen about it looks amazing. It looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, nice man. I, I'm happy for you. Um, you know, I'm definitely jealous as well. But uh, you know, hopefully I'll get one before the year's up. So we'll yeah. see. Other than that, what have you been getting into? Um. So. Uh, 
I've, I've mentioned before, like I've been doing a lot of, uh, just like home renovations and stuff. And that, that means a lot of just time to, you know, I don't want to be watching a, a complex movie or, uh, uh, something that's subtitled or have to pay much attention. So I've been getting into the, uh, on cinema at the cinema, uh, on YouTube, which okay. is, uh, Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington. Ooh. It's kind of their like parody slash roast of like bad podcasters or youtubers um they okay they review movies this has been going on for like six or seven years now uh really short like 10 minute episodes the when they used to do a podcast version that like each episode was like two minutes long or something like that mm-hmm. they're just like the worst movie critics like no critical thought they give almost every movie like a five-star rating um <laughs> and, okay and just or, or like they'll they'll change their rating system like as they go but they um they start to become kind of more like unhinged and petty toward each other as, as time goes on. And I'm, and I'm telling you like, this is a slow burn. So it has to be like your kind of humor. Okay. Um, if, if you're, if you're into that kind of like cringe, awkward, like conflict humor. Uh huh. Um, but you know, you just see, you just see them get really petty at each other. And like Tim's, uh, you know, Tim plays like a fictional version of himself, uh, mm-hmm. who's, a lot more of an asshole in 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 this and he just goes on like political rants and like oh god gets angry about taxes and oh it's no. okay it's so funny so i if if that sounds if that kind of like weirdness sounds up your alley i highly recommend it there um there's a ton of episodes on on youtube they're all they're all available for free because that's where they that's where they do them um a, a couple of like three hour long oscar specials that they that oh, they do no. uh-huh and um which is like great for just like background uh listening and, and putting on and then um the movie mr america that came out last year is actually like part of this universe as well and it's about tim's attempt at running for like city council or, or something like that in san bernardino and um it actually takes place within the universe of this free web series but it was like a theatrical release it's crazy it's crazy like there's interesting okay yeah there's there's a lot to it but yeah i if you like weird humor, definitely. So, it. so it's a, it's a parody on people who do like film analysis and things like that, but with just these two kind of unhinged characters you're saying. Yeah. So they, they're, okay. they just sit down, you know, they talk about the movies that came out this week and barely scratch the surface of anything about them. Like there, there's times where it's obvious that Tim, uh-huh. for instance, didn't watch the movie that week. <laughs> okay. And like, it's, it's just what, cause we, we've all, I think we've all seen, you know, or listened to some kind of like media analysis that we're just like, this wasn't worth I my mean, time. I mean, people are listening to one right now. Hey, <laughs> so folks tell, tell us who you think the Greg is and who the Tim is. Uh, if you uh, <laughs> listen to, if you ever, uh, listen to or watch it on cinema. Interesting. I mean, I would okay. definitely check that out. It sounds, that sounds kind of right up my alley because I, I do like, Tim, Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim. And I also love like really kind of schlocky film analysis, like, uh, like every frame of painting yep. on YouTube. So, yep. Yeah. You, you would, uh, you would enjoy this then. Yeah. It's a, it's a slow burn, but I mean, it's a good like background, you know, show while you're, while you're working on something else. Let's say. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'll check that out. Well, for mine, um, this week I, I've, I kind of, I finally bit the bullet and started paying for like YouTube premium, which I like, I'm loving. Um, we, so we found, I'm the, pretty we found much, the one folks. Yeah, no dude. 
like I, I, I did it. And I was like, ooh, I don't regret this at all. So yeah, I'm loving just like the ad-free YouTube and um, yeah, I'm just watching, you know, my usual stuff, which is just more Warhammer 40,000 lore and a lot of it. So there's a whole like subgenre of like YouTube content creation that's kind of emerged in like the last two weeks of just people doing videos on how you can get a PS5. Like, Whoa. they, it's weird, dude. Like, it's it's people who will, like, tell you, like, all these, like, weird, like, stock tracking websites and kind of, like, these Chrome extensions to do, like, auto-refresh and how you can kind of, like, make your, your cart kind of update faster than other people's uh, when you're on, like, Walmart.com or, like, Best Buy. And so, yeah, there's just these whole, there's a whole group of, like, YouTube creators where they're just like, yeah, I've gotten, like, 10 people a PS5 because of these tips, and they'll kind of break it down. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm I'm heavy into that right now. 20, 2020 is wild. It's not, Jeez. yeah, it's not great, man. But, like, at the same time, it's like this happens every generation, so I don't know why it it continues to happen every generation, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's, Other it's than, the, the lack of, like, people can't just camp out overnight. And true. The, the supply is probably a lot more restricted and all that. I mean, I'm... That's, yeah, AMD is, like, probably churning out their their special, you know, their special order graphics cards for PlayStation, like, as fast as they can. But it's, like, with COVID and stuff, you know, you probably have a bunch of supply line issues. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I've been watching on YouTube. Do, do um, they tell you? Do they tell you where the security cameras don't point in your typical Target or Walmart? <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Is like I don't think people uh, have stepped into a, a a local Walmart or Target to get a PS Five. Like it really feels like it's they're only selling PS Fives online. It, 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 yeah, yeah. I think I think so. maybe like some people are able to do like pickup or whatever, but maybe that was just like the first batch. That's yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um, other than that, like I've just been on on Twitter.com following um, a bastard named Wario64, who is like kind of just become this sort of like lighthouse for people to kind of follow <laughs> and find a PlayStation Five because he's got like the drop on like where everything is being like, you know, if if Sony's direct hardware supplier has stuff in stock, he tweets it out like ASAP. And that's how like one of my buddies actually got a PS5. So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I've been doing. So in in the future, um, historians and theologians are going to debate as to whether Wario sixty four was actually divine, but they will agree that he existed. They, they well, one of the things that they're kind of do you follow Wario sixty four? Oh yeah, yeah. Like one of the things that they're debating is if he's a bot or not. Like uh, <laughs> you know, I think he's like what pseudo fifty one, the one good bot that like. Defends us from the evil bots. Oh my god! Yeah, it's... not the, not the Russian uh, oh magma bots. I love I love this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, he has. I think his pinned tweet is uh, has something to do with that. If I'm, I haven't been to like his actual page in a while. I just follow, but um, his, I think his pinned tweet has some kind of like humor about that. Yeah, it's like it's Suda fifty one trying to see if he's like a bot or not. That, that sounds yeah. That sounds right. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get a PS5, or I'll just, you know, die alone and destitute, but whatever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if when we're, when, we're both, when we're both not 
you know, when we're both sure we're not sick, we can uh, we can play mine and uh, you know comment on on the games or something. Hell yeah, bro. Maybe we could actually like record an episode like do in a, the same room. Do a live cast, yeah. Ooh, that'd be sick. Hey. So yeah, the uh, the episode we went over today is from an anime series called King of Braves Gal Gygar, which was uh, Jorge's choice today. And it was episode 30, uh, Braves Death at Dawn. Now, uh, do you want to go into a little background for this or... Uh, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like we said, uh, this was, this was my pick. We're going to be on, on occasion, just, uh, watching a personal favorite episode of, uh, or, or series, uh, of, of one of ours. And, um, this is the, this is the first one we're doing. So, um, Gaugagar first came out in 1997. It was the last installment of this like meta series by, uh, Sunrise and Takara called the Brave series which were like just a bunch of like unrelated but thematically similar kids anime um, that started in the 90s kind of wanting to recapture the magic of Transformers, which was Takara's other like big, big hit prior to that. But just like way yeah, more big anime. Big Transformers vibes, yeah. Oh yeah, just d- design-wise, like the same, almost the same exact design language and everything Everything has like mm-hmm. a mode or a transformation <clears throat> or a combination or something. And so compared to, so this is, like I said, Sunrise and Takara, and compared to Sunrise's usual, like, serious, dramatic mecha shows, this is a super robot show, which is mm-hmm. a lot more fun and casual and lighthearted. The, the English dub was actually not ever released until uh, 2006, and only half of the episodes were dubbed, and the rest were subtitled uh, on, on DVD. Do you know who, who got the the rights to the u.s version like who who distributed the the u.s version i want to was it still sunrise i want to say it was adv okay at the at the time but i i could be wrong on that but it wasn't it wasn't bandai it wasn't it wasn't any of sunrise's usual um partners in the u.s yeah so yeah it was, it was it was kind of uh it wasn't like a big splash on this side so i i mean myself i i only watched it um on fan subs personally i wonder because I, I know that, like, so it, if it came out in 2006, like, that's, is that, if it didn't, like, pop off, I wonder if that's because it was, like, too early. Because I know that, like, other super robots, like, uh, what's that drill, the drill one? Uh, Garen Lagan. Yeah, Garen Lagan was probably, like, a few years after that, or maybe, probably about the same time, actually. Around, around the same time, yeah. So I wonder, because, like, Garen Lagan was huge. Yeah, yeah, I... I doubt it i doubt they marketed it very well um right I, I don't even remember seeing seeing this at suncoast or uh best buy or anything yeah garen Lagan also licensed by adv in 2007 oh okay. so yeah right after another but i guess yeah they probably pumped a bunch more money into garen Lagan. and and this would have already been an 11 year old anime right coming out so but um but yeah Still just... a lot of the same vibes though Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of, uh, and, and you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it towards the end of like of, of the episode. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, influence of from Gal Gargar into a lot of the the modern super robot anime that that uh, that followed. Right. Um, but just kind of since we're doing an episode pretty much in the middle of the series, to uh, you know, we'd like to like recap uh, a little bit or just kind of get you on 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 the same page. But um, so this. To kind of summarize the series, it's it's basically this battle between the Earth's defenders, who are called the Gutsy Geoid Guard, 
It's the name of the like <laughs> UN sanctioned organization with uh, oh, fr- God. friendly robots, co- coincidentally based in Tokyo. Um, of course. And the, uh, the battle between them and the Zondarians, who are these alien creatures that want to eliminate all, uh, all flawed in their eyes, organic life and uh, turn everything into Zonders, which is like kind of like the, the Zonders are kind of, I don't know, like more mindless than the Zondarians who kind of run everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of like big themes of like courage and friendship and trust, which, yeah, like this is for kids. Like this is, it's not, it's not Shakespeare, but, um, you know, just a lot mm-hmm. of like positive, good, good vibes only kind of vibes. Um, hey, I think we kind of all need that at this point, but, uh, y- you know, I, you're right. It was kind of like, it did come off as kind of kitty to me when I watched it, but to be fair, this shit whips ass. Oh, oh yeah. So, so to me, I doubt, I mean, normally, normally we talk about like whether we watch it, but I know Eric, you said you, you hadn't watched this. Um, no, I had not. Prior. Um, yeah. Like I, I watched this fan subbed in like the early two thousands because Gal Gagar was the coolest looking robot in, uh, in super robot wars alpha two on the PlayStation two. Okay. And he was the coolest looking robot with the coolest music and the coolest attacks. And I'm like, well, I got to get in on this. Uh-huh. And I think, I think to me, Gal Gagar is what, um, what shows like, uh, adventure time or like Steven universe and such are to a lot of like other, other adults, like where, yeah, they're accessible for all ages, but there's something there for all ages anyway. Like there's no, there, there's a, there's a low floor and a high ceiling for mm-hmm. accessibility and for just like that emotional connection. And, um, that's, I mean, that's been Gal Gagar for me. I haven't, I haven't watched it in nearly, God, more than a decade, I would say. I haven't, I haven't watched it uh-huh. in its entirety. I've, I've occasionally just YouTube clips to, to confirm that they were still awesome. And, um, and yeah, it's still it, it going into the the episode. I had high expectations because I I know I loved it, and um, I mean you know let's let's see how uh, how it held up. Yeah, I mean um, to be to to like let anybody know if they haven't seen this or what they don't know what the aesthetic looks like. Like the mecha in this anime literally looks like they just they just drew like Super Sentai Zords as anime, right? Like. Right. Yeah. It, it and it and the that's the the aesthetic of the Brave series shows overall is very childlike and this is Gaugagar I would argue is the most uh, reserved and mature one. Because mm-hmm. I, I I even wonder if the Brave series is one of those things that grew with its audience. It like grew mm-hmm. up because if you st- it, the, the early ones look a lot more childish. The protagonists are usually the children. And this one right. this guy who's like, I think he's like 20, he's like 19 or 20, which, you know, still young, but, um, it's old not, by anime standards. Old, yeah. He's an old man by anime standards. <laughs> um, he's practically retiring. Um, right. Whereas, you know, Mamoru, the, the, the youth who's like seven or eight or something like that. Um, he's, he's a, he's our point of view character, but he's not the main protagonist or anything. But even, even saying that, even saying that the, the mecha designs look more complex and more mature. They, they're still toys. They're still toys being smashed together, yeah, for fun on on the screen. So, yeah, yeah, I loved it. It was great. Can you hear that music playing in the background? I my neighbors are. I think they're done putting their their uh, driveway in, and now they're just ripping uh-huh. like really loud Latin music. So they're, they're celebrating. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> hey, it's cool. I just whatever. 
Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't make it out. So that's that's a good sign. Okay, good. And so we start episode thirty with a massive chunk of Tokyo rising into the sky at the command of EI zero one, who's the the series like the big bad guy uh, up until this point. And over at the at three G's base, they're all in shock and listing all the all the specific and like general atrocities that the the EI zero one and the other Zondarians have been committing on 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 this planet ever since landing or since crashing on the planet uh, two years ago. And the narrator recaps for us that yeah they they arrived years ago and this is the kind of like the culmination of their their evil master plan to dominate humanity and and you know rob humanity of its humanity and from there we jump into the the uh, opening theme the king of braves is born uh, performed by masaki ando <laughs> My only note is that it fucking rips. Um, the rip, yeah, rip it does. Yes, it is. It's great. Um, it's very colorful, vibrant, youthful, playful. Uh, something something I like that uh, just for for context, it actually evolves as the series progresses. They they add new characters into the intro. Uh, okay, the lyrics change mm-hmm. when there's like a new weapon introduced. Um, a couple a couple times in the series and a couple times in the sequel. They'll, they'll actually change the lyric to um, kind of hype you up for the the new big weapon that's uh, that's going to be introduced or that just got introduced. Uh-huh. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, just a energetic like J rock song. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, like I I, I uh, I'm Gaga for this op. Hey. <laughs> um, no, that's interesting that you say that it, it kind of evolves as the series does because um, JoJo does that. Like um, as new characters are added or as like major plot points happen. Like the intro changes to kind of reflect those, and like there's a whole episode where somebody can, there's a whole part of a series where somebody can kind of reverse time, and at after that happens in the series, like the OP starts to play backwards. Oh, and that's so awesome. from that, yeah, dude. Like, I know you haven't gotten into JoJo very. You haven't, right? Uh, I'm in the the second, um, not the second series, but like the second part of the first series, I think. Okay, so it's like World Battle War II Tendency. Era. Okay, yeah. So you're in Battle Tendency, yeah. So yeah, even then you'll start seeing like the OP will start to change. Um, the more like you know, the more bad guys start to show up, or things will it just gets more and more in depth. Like JoJo OPs are really something special, and if this kind of takes that same kind of idea, like. I applaud it even more because not enough animes, I feel like, do that. Oh, yeah. It, it shows, like, if they're, if they're willing to put in the work for that, what else are they also putting in exactly. the work for? Right, yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It was, like, a, it really just highlighted, like, a lot of the great mecha that are in this show. Like, it's... I, I was very happy with this OP. And so from there, we uh, from the the OP, we cut over to back to Tokyo, and we see EI zero one is uh, growing into like this massive, like demonic purple beast that's like the size of a skyscraper. And uh, Swan, the the uh, American three G member, even notes. I, th- I think she even says the whole line in English. She's like, "Oh my God, it's Satan." Um, yeah, I was like, oh, wait, so are they actually fighting Because I, I had no idea what was happening. It was, it was such a, like, random line. Um, Could it be Satan? 
she must be a very religious American. And, um, hey. and so the, the members of 3G note that w- their, their first idea that this, uh, this like rising chunk of rock coming out from Tokyo, he's not trying to bunker down as a fortress, but rather he's attempting to create a, a spaceship out of the city. And yeah, it's just sort of like a giant chunk of the city kind of rising out of the earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just becoming like a, like a saucer sort of thing almost. Right. Um, and then they also note that guy, our, uh, our protagonist guy Shishio is, uh, is MIA to them. And same with the, with the brave robo Corps, which is the kind of the collective name of all the, of all our friendly robots that, uh, that fight for us. Um, they're, they're mm-hmm. all, uh, undergoing maintenance, but they can, they can hurry that up to, uh, to get them to the, to the scene of, uh, EI-01. So we cut over. Yeah. Oh, so, huh? so I'm sorry to interrupt again, but like, so are, are these besides Guy, who I understand to be a cyborg mm-hmm. already, are these mechs themselves? They're not piloted by anybody. They're just giant robots. Right. So the, all of the, the brave robots are AI, but they mm-hmm. are programmed with the brainwaves of someone that either currently is or used to be at 3G uh like with their with okay. their like personality so they're 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 their own individual but they occasionally have the same personality quirks and like tendencies as someone else they they all have like a parallel um in there okay. like um you know we're we're going to we're going to get to him in a sec but like I think Volfog he's based on a deceased member of like 3G, his 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 like oh, AI brainwaves or whatever. But then like Goldie Marg is based on a, on a on another like tough guy on the crowd who's also just like ready to fight kind of thing. So so yeah, every everyone okay, but cool. Galgagar. Galgagar is um so guy is the pilot and that's that's it. It's like he's mixed with like another like a lion with, with Galleon the the space lion. Yep. Okay. These words all make sense, people. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what's happening. I was like, there's a lion and he's got one leg. I don't know. So over over inside the uh, the structure of EI zero one, we uh, we see guy who's uh, who kind of got like absorbed into the into the the thing, got like surrounded, um, and he's with uh, Mamaru, the uh, our young uh, point of view character, who's like the only he's like the civilian uh, amongst everyone. And he's also a magical fairy boy from space, a point which I refuse to, <laughs> what? I refuse to clarify further until until we get to it. <laughs> until we get to it a little later. Okay. But just, you know, bear that in mind. He's a magical fairy boy from space. Um, sure. And so they're trying to climb climb out, um, and they're they're about to slip and out of the shadows, Volfog, who is a police car ninja robot intelligence officer. Um le- well, I thought he was cool until I found out he's a fucking cop. <laughs> so he um, he leaps he leaps from the shadows, but he's a ninja. Maybe that cancels out. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. He uh, when, when he when he combines with uh, with a motorcycle and a helicopter to become Big Volfog, he's only <laughs> he's only is he actually called Big yes. Volfog? God damn it! And he's he's only one third cop at that point. So I mean, that's <laughs> so he's like a security <laughs> yeah, guard. There at that we point. go. And so, um, so Volfog uh, leaps from the shadows, and he and he saves him. But he's he's not doing so hot. Um, he was also caught up in in the big ruckus, and uh, he's kind of just like you know, go on without me. Like I I I can't 
I can't keep going, but Guy, um, you know, being the, the like this paragon of virtue and, uh, and bravery, he refuses to abandon Volfog. And uh, just in the nick of time right there, Galleon, the, the robot space lion, shows up and starts <laughs> kind of like headbutting the weak point, which is like where... <laughs> yeah, I saw where they say Because Gall- Galleon just roars. Galleon is the one robot yeah. that doesn't talk because he's from, he's from space. He's just made that way. Well, it makes sense. He's a he's a lion. He can't exactly. talk. Unlike you know these robot cop police cars, cars and, and, and fire engines and such can talk, but bullet trains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back in Tokyo, uh, Triple G is scanning EI zero one, who's the big baddie, um, and I guess he's he's taking away all of they they say he's like sucking up all of Tokyo's energy, um, and and they they keep flashing to like a it looks like a flux capacitor. It's like a green flux capacitor. What right. is that? And so those are the G stones of the um, okay. inside all of three uh, G's mecha. Uh, they they um, it's like an alien technology that powers all of them, and it's it's powered by courage because that's you know a thing. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, great. Um, so so as Triple G is like scanning all this stuff, I did make a note that like uh, I liked the way all the all the tertiary characters like they. They all have like really specific or like um, unique looks to themselves. Like they're not like every just like generic anime mm-hmm. person. Um, they kind of reminded me of like, um, do you ever watch like Cyborg 009? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They the characters kind of remind me of like the Astro Boy or like uh, Ishinomori style of like character design, where they kind of it's like that old like retro style where they've got like really big noses and so, like. So there's a character you know, that's off features. the table on this episode in particular. That uh-huh. you would love if you love uh, Cyborg 009's art style, because he's practically an homage to one of the cyborgs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's just kind of like I I really like that because it kind of what surprised me a lot about this this show that you've recommended is that like like you said earlier about the OP like they gave a damn. So it like yeah they actually put like time to make characters look different from each other and the the mecha design's really good. So yeah. Um, I just kind of noticed that as well as I was, they're they're kind of going over the these battle plans in their in the triple G base, I guess. Um so yeah, so Guy and the others escape because Galleon um shows up and they make contact with the Triple G force. Um and Guy puts the request in to to launch the other Gao machines, which I guess are the like the train. And yeah, it's the, a the, it's uh, a train. It's a bullet train, a stealth bomber, and a drill tank. Right, and um, this this kind of makes a Makoto, who I guess is guy's human girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, she's like, hey, no guy, you know, I don't know what this is, you know, this is scary because I guess like he's not he's not repaired yet, and he's like, well, we've only got one shot to defeat EI zero one. So, you know, just do it. Um, so once they, they mobilize the other force, um, they kind of do this really cool, like, uh, transformation sequence. And, um, so like that, a lot of these things kind of like stood out to me because is this, is this like a canned transformation sequence that we see? Like, is it the same thing every time? Yeah. Almost all of okay. the times, um, the, it's the same, you know, like Final Fusion is the is Gal Gagar's, uh, Symmetrical Docking is uh, Hyoryu and Enryu. 
Um, I uh-huh. forget if Bullfog has a name for his. But uh, yeah, it's all, it's always the same footage. There is there's like one or two little fake outs where you think it's gonna be the same stock footage, and there's like a little a little twist to it um, in the series, which I uh-huh. again effort like you know great great right. uh, use of that. And there's there's an episode where they have to manually dock them too, which is which oh, is really? really which is like a cool little change. But yeah, this is it's stock footage. Okay, I mean it it, it being stock footage like it makes sense because it looks really good. Um, and I, I just wrote down like screaming mechs. I love it. Like, cause they're just screaming like, ah, Galgagar, ah, it's, a, uh, it's very cool. And there's like a lot of like cool, like little animation flourishes they put on it. That kind of like caught my eye. Like, um, the section where the hands are kind of spinning into place. Right. And like the sparks um, fly as they kind stuff. of like, yeah. And like the, the train shooting into the torso to become like the shoulders, uh, is very cool. Um, so yeah, as this happens, Taiga is launching into an inspiring speech, uh, which I guess kind of is like a hallmark of younger, uh, younger anime. And I guess with this series as well. Yeah. He's always, uh, he's always inspiring the, the crew to like push past that, that to that last, you know, like the, the, the hundred percent and, uh, and really like go beyond plus ultra. Yeah. Uh, so (laughs) Yeah, they'll they'll say like yeah things like you are the planet's lost hope. The only option we have left is victory, uh, which is extremely Japanese. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so Triple G and uh, the Gal Machines launch, and that's where you see the uh, you know the fusion sequence happen. And yeah, it's just a it's a really it's a sick animation sequence. I liked yeah. it a lot. We we missed out on the unfortunately in this in this episode just because it's pace so much faster um there's a there's a really cool track to the combination but uh-huh. but you know con- in context it's fine uh-huh okay um and so also there and so as this is happening we see i guess like you you've noted in the in the the show notes that mike sounders is an american robot he he looks like a toy right. like he he his name is Mike Sounders the 13th. Right. Right. So he's like uh I think he's based after like a child's like Walkman or something like that or some kind of like child like yeah. CD player and he transforms into like a uh, a more serious looking like rock let, guitarist. Let, let, let's not get into that oh, yet. Oh. Don't get into that yet. No, no. Because <laughs> that okay, I want to get into that later because right, right. we'll just get into okay. that later. But yeah, he he looks like a he literally looks like a a toy train or like a toy, like, like, mis- like Mr. Know. Bucket or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Mr. Bucket, like a, just a toy with a face. Um, but I guess like he said, he's not, he's not ready yet. He's not ready to be worked on. Um, and Mamaru's adoptive parents, are those the ones that are working on Mike Sounders? So th- they're, they, um, they're like in their like balcony or, or, they're they're at the house. Oh, they're the ones who are like, okay, yeah. So they're the ones who are like, oh, maybe they they're protecting us all along. Right, right, yeah. Okay. So so to to touch back on Mamaru's origin as a space fairy, um, he God. he was sent to Earth uh, to avoid the destruction of his planet and was adopted by a kindly couple. But instead of them being <laughs> farmers in Kansas, they were it was like a salary man and his wife in Japan, basically. 
This show is bug wild, Ray. <laughs> they just cram everything. They're like, it, <laughs> they, they didn't say no to a single idea, I feel like. No. It's, and like, it, you know, like, it could go both ways where, like, you know, you got, like, a George Lucas thing where nobody's telling him no and it just sucks. But, like, I think this is working. It's working for me, <laughs> at is, least. It's work. They, they, they didn't say no to anything, but they, just, they figured out a way to make it all, like, fit together somehow. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. Uh, yeah, and so, so the everybody's kind of like the pieces have all been set. Um, they're ready to kind of begin like the the final conflict, and the brave Robocor arrive to EI zero one, who's got like yeah he's they're these weird sort of like X ray segments where they they'll focus on his face which looks very like human like the other robots. And then they'll kind of do an X-ray to kind of show like the, the machinery underneath his mm-hmm. face. And then I think they even go like a level beyond that, where it looks like he's just filled with like desktop computers and CRT yeah. monitors. Yeah, is that is that actually a thing that's yeah, happening? Yeah, like he's absorbed all the like material off of off of like the, yeah, out of the city. Um, and <laughs> what, what I like is how there's like when it is flashing like through his different like layers of his face, like some of them are animated like extra smoothly than the rest of the show. And some mm-hmm. of them are more like jittery. So it's like really unsettling. Yeah. I, I did notice that. Yeah. It, it looks very like it's a very unnatural kind of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously like, you know, they kind of, they start to begin their attack and EI zero one just repels them all. Like it, they can't really, uh, you know, kind of, hold a candle to him at this point and they try another formation and Gao uses, I guess the dimension, the dimension warping attachment is like that, that kind of those, they look like the, pliers. Yeah, essentially. They're, they're actually literally called dimensional pliers. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a, that's a, that's a whole, it's a whole other motif with, uh, with Gao Geiger's attachments. They're all, they're all different tools. I like there was a there's a part where somebody goes like what a cheap ass to to this final boss which is kind of like a a meta commentary <laughs> on like final bosses. Um, and then in this segment is this where we see uh, Gao do broken magnum? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was another thing I wrote down in my notes. I was like, there's like a science to naming <laughs> anime fighting moves. <laughs> Where it's got to make like no sense, and it's got to like, it's got to be in English, and it can sound like really cool and really stupid at the same time. And Broken Magnum it's does because per- like what you don't, you don't think anything when you hear that. It doesn't like, it doesn't mean anything. But then you actually see it, and then you're just kind of like, oh yeah, Broken Magnum, okay. But like yeah, it's like it's broken, so it's like you know you're 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 causing force mm. on something so you're breaking something and magnum which you know a giant mm-hmm. gun like it, it it was cool it was very cool uh, um so yeah uh this is where we kind of see that uh ei01 is powered by tokyo's energy and he i guess he he takes all the aluminum they say he takes all the aluminum out of the city to kind of create like a laser that instead of like shooting from one angle like he just repels it off of everything um, and I guess because of that, like Gao can't, is it just that he can't like 
see the direction it's coming from or like, how does it still yeah, so, so, become a So normally like, and in almost every, this happens in almost every episode, um, Gaokaigar is able to deflect whatever attack got him f- earlier or whatever. He's, he's able to, to okay. deflect it with the, the protect shade, which is like a, a force field he puts out. And so he, he starts to do that, but the, the laser gets bounced around and reflected so much it hits him from behind instead. So oh, okay. it doesn't even do anything. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it does look it does feel like at this point, you know, if we're kind of at the halfway point of the fight, because like, you know, or if we're part of, you know, fights usually happen in acts, and in this part, like, yeah, we kind of see that EI01 is essentially not gonna be stopped at all. And we're kind of like we don't know what's gonna happen. So the triple G core uh, says like, you know, we, we look like we're not in a good position, but you know, like the fight's just starting. And so the going from there, the brave robo core, they, they continue getting hammered by EI zero one's attack, which it's now, it's now like infused with this, um, the frequency of this thing called like Zonder metal, which is, which is a little more important, like earlier in the series. And it's, it's like a, a wavelength that overpowers ordinary machinery, but it's it's usually not like G, the G stones, which is the power source for our our friendly three uh, G mecha. Uh, it doesn't overpower mm-hmm. that, but there's so much of it that they're kind of like canceling each other out, and uh, and so we see for we see here that Gaugaigar's energy is draining rapidly, but so is Guy's energy because he he was a cyborg in the first place to, to save his life. He, he was made into a mm-hmm. cyborg. So he has the same power source that the mechs have just like in a, in a smaller uh, scale. So EI zero one starts his like big, bad villainous speech saying that he's uh, he's eliminating the, the legacy of Kane, not related to the video game series. Ooh, like the PlayStation <laughs> one game. And, uh, and the legacy of the green planet, uh, which would be Galleon, Mamarir and, and the G stone technology. Which mm-hmm. which stands opposed, or rather, you know, the Zonder stand opposed to all that, and, right? And so, I mean, like I say, like I get it. I'm like, oh, oh clearly, yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> Elementary, my good chap. Mm-hmm. And um, so, guy asks 3G, uh, the command center, to to launch their desperation attack. Which I've seen it a million ways. The 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 version we saw called it Bullet X. I've I've usually seen it as like Dangan X or uh, Projectile X. So. Um, yes. I've, I've in our in our notes just to to capture the essence of it. I've I've written it in all caps, Dungon X, because they say it in all caps. Damn it! When they uh, every time they say that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had it on my on the video that I watched. It is projectile. projectile. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen it a couple of different ways, but um, but yeah. So basically, this desperation maneuver, it, its power is so overwhelming that it's it's a great risk to the um, to the mechs because it could overload them. And so Leo, the the main science guy at 3G, and he's also Guy's father, um, he starts the very over the top procedure to to launch this, which is which is also like a series staple in Galgadar. <laughs> Everything's like there's like ten swipes yeah. and fifteen buttons, and like something has to get torn or whatever. And so he tears the tape off of these two like computer monitors. That's yeah. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, wait, so this like world shattering like thing is like held over by like mm-hmm. duct tape essentially <laughs> all like right four, four pieces of duct tape 
and uh, and another you know another series staple like Taiga, the the chairman, like approves every every operation and every launch or whatever, and so he he gives the approval. Leo punches in the um, the the screens, and mm-hmm. so um, Mike Sounders. You know, we, we switch over. Mike Sounders shows up to reassure Mamoru that, uh, as just as like Dangan X is kind of like flying over the horizon, and it's literally a massive bullet, like it's just a giant like yeah. projectile, like with a big X on right, it. Right, right. Like it's it's it, it's like one of the more cartoonish looking things almost in in this uh, in this thing, just like proportionally, and it lands in the um, you know it launches into the sky and it lands by the by our robots. And uh, Volfog now in big Volfog form, so he's combined with a helicopter and uh, a motorcycle, uh, hitched a okay. ride on board. And so, so okay, so so Mike Sounders showed up, and so like, so he was just finished with getting repaired, like yeah, he was he was getting like repaired or something in the in, in like okay. an auxiliary hangar or something, yeah, mm-hmm. previously. And so he, he, you know, he shows up, he transforms. So he goes from the, the childlike, the child's toy, like form that, uh, like a choo-choo train. Yeah. With the, with the cutesy chibi eyes into this like cyborg future rocker dude from space, um, and starts playing a massive, like double necked, um, flying V guitar to disrupt EI zero one's frequency. Cause that's like, I think it's, I don't know if it's prior to this or like, yeah, I, th- I think, I think it is a couple episodes prior to this where they, they, yeah, they reveal that like, oh, by the way, like certain sound frequencies can affect the enemy robots certain ways or affect like our robots certain ways. So it kind of, uh, uh-huh. it's kind of a little like take on like Macross or something <laughs> where like the okay. music inspires, you know, inspires your side or like messes right. with the shields of like the other side or whatever. And s- uh- <laughs> Uh, on my notes, oh. I, it literally just is in all caps. It goes. It just says, "Oh man, this Mike Sounders guy is sick." <laughs> like he is like his rocker mode. Like it, it's because it's such a it's such a dichotomy between like his baby little baby's first mech uh-huh. mode and this this transforming surfing guitar playing <laughs> rock and roll robot. He's fucking awesome. Like I would watch a show with just He's, this guy. Uh... He's he's repping the the red white and blue very well. <laughs> it's yeah, it's fucking awesome. Oh. Yeah, thank thank you for your service, Mike Sanders. You kick ass. <laughs> uh-huh. Support, yeah. <laughs> um, and so as as he's like messing with the um, EI01's barrier frequency, um, the brave robots enter Dangan X, um, and so inside it's just like green energy is just like glowing just just covering them all and they discuss the risk that they're taking by by doing this in the first place and they they kind of like just swear this like oath to to see this through to the end and to to save the day and they get immersed in the in the raw g-stone energy from from dangan x and as this is happening um ei-01 shoots down mike sounders and liger shishio who's guy's uncle and leo's brother uh, he's also another like mm-hmm. science guy at 3G, so they they, they get shot down and they they kind of crash land uh, in in Tokyo, but they manage to buy enough time and 
we see this just like massive pillar of green energy and within that pillar we see kind of like the shadow of each of the the brave robot core within it and they yeah they're 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 posing hard it's it's pretty i I, i'm pretty sure this was like my desktop wallpaper at some point maybe um (laughs) because they they look they look badass and they uh they emerge they're glowing green they're just creating like an energy field from how much energy they have and it clashes against EI01's energy field. So like it's that's how strong it is that as strong as the enemy is, like they're they're clashing against it. And uh, and there's like a really crazy good like music track um in, in this part too uh that I that I have to point out. And so Guy um he just like yells valiantly, which is Another another trademark of their series is guys <laughs> yelling. Uh-huh. So he's voiced by um, I believe his name is uh, Nobuyuki Hiyama, who also is Link in all of the Zelda games and Smash Brothers and such. Oh, interesting! So you know that guy can yell. Um, yeah, he can. And so he he kind of leads the charge with the others supporting with their own attacks, and he he manages to break through the energy field by kind of like he punches it and then the his fist starts rotating. Like if he's going to launch a, a broken Magnum, but he just kind of like pushes through, like drills through it almost. Mm-hmm. And so over at, and they're doing like the other guys are doing like kicks and stuff at the same time from like different angles. Right. Right. They're, they're, they're attacking from all over. They're, they're, they're supporting, they're supporting guys charge. Um, and so, uh, Leo at over at the 3g base explains that these two energies cancel each other out. But if there's more of one, that's the one that'll be left standing. And we cut back over and guy is like, he's, he's fighting, he's doing good, but he's frantically trying to find the, the core of EI zero one. Cause you know, kind of like Evangelion, that's how you destroy, um, the, the, the Zonders, Zondarians and the, and the Zonder Robos oh, okay. in this, mm-hmm. but it's usually very obviously visible, but oh, EI zero one okay. is a more complex and, you know, he's, he's the, he's the big bad. So it's not going to be. It's not going to be obvious, but guy remembers that in an earlier fight, his, uh, his knife, the uh, part of his like cyborg body, it's called like the will knife. It, uh, it got, okay. I was wondering what that was. Right, right, right. So he got, it, that's why he like calls it out and it, cause it got snapped off in a, in another fight when they were inside the, the structure and they were right by the core when that happened. And so he calls out and he feels like the energy reading and oh, okay. it shows where the knife is, is where the, where the core is. So he can kind of feel where the, where he has to strike. Okay. Yeah. I, I was wondering, cause like, I, I was watching that and I just think it panned to like a, it looked like just a big bar and I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and he's just all of a sudden like, Oh, okay. I know where the core right, is now. Right. And also in your notes, you, you say like will knife and it, I had no idea what that meant. And, it, and knowing this anime, I was like, Oh, that could just be a, it could be a guy. Like a person. Hey, I'm, hey, yeah. I'm Will Knife. I love guns. Yeah, I was like, okay, makes sense, I guess. So uh, after he calls on the energy of Will Knife, uh, he flies in the sky to connect to like uh, to get his, I guess his. This is his ultimate weapon, I guess. Yes. Uh, the Goldian and, hammer. And f- a, a fun note, because since this, you know, this is like a kind of abridged version of the of the proceedings, because the episode pacing, but um. Uh huh. So there's the, the the hammer itself is the Goldian hammer, but he, you might have noticed he had to connect to like a different fist, like he had to have a bigger fist to hold yes. the hammer. And that's actually Goldie mm-hmm. Marg, one of the other robots that was helping out 
earlier. Um, okay. The big like orange guy. He uh-huh. becomes an entire like giant hand to be able to handle the energy of this hammer. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, because there there were if in this anime there are just nothing but pieces flying right. around. Right. And that's yeah. I was wondering about that because I I know that he was calling on you know his ultimate weapon, uh, but then like something else kind of just jumped onto his hand. Um, so he after he gets the Goldian hammer, I guess he he kind of swings down on EI zero one, and it starts to crack. Like you think it's like it's still not going to be enough, and it's it's like a, you know it's a typical anime trope that like you know if there's this is kind of happening, you'll kind of get your buddies to kind of just jump in at the last second. Like, you know, when Gohan's like trying to kill Cell and Vegeta kind of comes in at the end, that kind of thing happens. So the, the other robots distract, uh, EI zero one or they weaken him to his arm starts cracking as well. And you have it here as his Hikari Ninare, right? Which is like transform into light or become light. Hikari, no, not, yeah, not, not a, um, and so he, he destroys EI-01, or you think he does, and he, he has this cool little moment where it's like all these black and white flashbacks of, I guess, I mean, things that I have no idea what the fuck they are, but, uh, I guess they are things kind of leading up to this, all this moment, right. right? Yeah. It's like, it's everything from like, just, um, all the, all the other monsters they fought in the series to just like guy's oh, okay. own, like injury in the first place that made him a cyborg and stuff. It's all, all just a bunch of like different tragedies and like conflicts and stuff. So if you weren't just like me, this would all be like an, uh, an emotional. Hit right. For you. Right. <laughs> right. Where I'm just like, Oh, flashing lights. Okay. Pretty. Um, yeah. So he does like this cool little thing that I, uh, <laughs> cool gal guy guards don't look at explosions. <laughs> um, because he, yeah, he does the, it, it's a very like Super Sentai thing where it's like, you'll, you'll do your kind of pose as the, the big bad like explodes in the background and gets destroyed. Um, so once this happens, uh, Triple G reads that EI-01 is eliminated and the energy readings are at zero. Um, Mamoru, the little boy, runs up to go see Guy and you you kind of see like guy have you, have you like Jorge have you ever seen uh, Ashita Ashita no Joe? Uh no no I haven't. Uh, Ashita no Joe is a really old uh like seventies boxing anime, um and it, it kind of like it gave me like big Ashita no Joe vibes because like it's sort of like a it's a pose that's kind of part of the Japanese like lexicon at that at this point. Um, Ashita no Joe like at the end of the series like he like dies in the ring. But like he dies like sitting down like in that same kind of pose that that guy oh, is. In. Okay. Um, yeah. So that I I was like yeah big like Ashita no Joe vibes it, it here. Felt, but, it um, felt familiar. So I yeah no I I, I believe it. It felt yeah. it felt very familiar and not not just from like oh I've seen this episode before but like just mm-hmm. almost like culturally. It yeah it's a big cultural thing like Japanese like animes will do that pose like all the time whether it be like as like an homage or just sort of like parody of it um you can even find like there's a statue of like joe like in that death pose like in japan somewhere um so yeah mamaru runs up and he kind of finds that like guy and the other robots are um they're decayed like there's no energy readings there's like no uh 
they're, they're essentially dead. And um, Mamoru cries and I guess turns into a space fairy. And um, he flies up to Galgaigar. And of course, like, you know, as he cries, like the, the readings start to show up and like the, the, the color starts to activate and you see like these flashes of green and stuff. And Guy tells Mamoru like, hey, a triple G shouldn't be ever, ever be caught crying. And, uh, you know, they kind of start to power up again. And, uh, you know, we kind of get a nice victorious moment as, like, everybody in the command center starts to tear up. Like, ah, you, guy, guy, you bastard, you did it. Yeah, very, and very, I, like, Pokemon, me, the first movie, you know, the, the, the tears right. uh, save the day kind of, uh, kind of moment. Yeah, and, and initially, when I was watching this, I was like, ah, like, there's a cop-out ending. Like, you know, you, you brought him back to life. But, like, that's kind of me expecting this to be like an adult anime because like it it's got the polish of an adult anime so i was just like ah, that's kind of a cop-out but now that i kind of understand that it's four kids like you know it makes sense yeah and so from there we just cut to um to the credit sequence uh someday in the sea of stars by uh satoko shimonari and it's just like this sweet little brief little i don't i don't even know what what i'd call it like it's your typical anime yeah. ending where it's very like somber and there's just like panning shots of like meadows. Yeah. And everyone's happy. You know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, we're, we're thoughtful, but, um, unlike most episodes of, of this, uh, series after, after the ending credits, we get a little teaser. And, uh, of course there's a chunk of EI zero one that floated into space and it survived and you hear it laughing with his distinctive laugh but then we pan out a little further and there's this scary clown lady on a, uh, just floating there on a, on a ball. And she interrupts him. Yeah. This clown was weird looking. Yeah. She's, uh, she's something else. Uh, so she just kind of like interrupts and like, uh, eats, like absorbs EI zero one. And then, uh, she just announces like data collection complete and, just sets up the uh the second arc for the series so it's kind of like a double a double fake out you're like oh they didn't beat him oh but there's someone even scarier out there right yeah so i was was actually gonna ask you like because it this definitely feels like the end of a series like so this is this is just the end of the first arc yeah so so this is the end of the first arc if um we 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 kind of uh so it's it's very episodic to start and then this is the it, get, it gets a little more serialized as it goes and then it, it ends with here and then this sec- sets up the second arc where there's like a new a new set of villains that are related to the um to the to the one big bad so there's like multiple of, of them basically now and um, mm-hmm. also we we meet a bunch of new uh robots as well okay and yeah, and that's the and that's the episode. Um, Eric, what did uh, what what do you think? Well, let me tell you, Jorge. I was uh, I was, I w- I should say I was more than pleasantly surprised. Um, it was. Like, how do I say it? It's like, it's. I haven't watched a lot of super robot anime. Um, and, you know, because I usually, I stick to, like, fighting. Like, I usually stick to, like, shonen. Right, right. Um, so I haven't really had a lot of experience with it. But this definitely feels like a very refined super robot anime. 
Um, would I be right in that? Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely okay. a a high point in the in the decade at at the very least for at the very least a high point in the nineties, if not even longer mm-hmm. than that for uh, for super robot anime. I, I would say, at least in my opinion. Okay. Yeah the the animation was really really like the the character animation in terms of like, humans was it was very simple but like distinct and um it seems like it'd be very like it was designed well to be like drawn quickly but still kind of retain like um like polish um the the mecha is in this is really good like it, it the metal for all these mechs like it's very thick so like all the all the mechs have like a real like heavy heavy weight to them like they all look like they're very like heavily armored and i mean i know that saying that with like mechs in general is kind of like a moot point but like just just the way the character design it's like it's their armor looks like it's very heavy and like right like it it doesn't it doesn't look like they scaled up a drawing of like a cool spacesuit or something and just oh make it big and and call it a robot like every everything does feel like thoughtfully um generated like thoughtfully um um designed and i don't i don't think we i don't think we had the chance to see it in this one but all of the all of the nangao gaikar mecha have a vehicle mode too. So I don't know if you know if you caught those details or not, but um oh, absolutely not. So the 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 red and the blue <laughs> mecha, uh Hiryu and Enryu, they one's a fire truck and one's like a crane truck. Okay. And uh okay. Goldie Marg becomes a he can become a tank sort of thing, but he's usually just Goldie Marg. Um and then okay. yeah, uh Volfog is a is a police car and um they look good in both modes, but like, you know, you see the little, like, I think it's more obvious in Volfog. Like he's got tires, you know, like in his shoulders and legs, like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's a little less obvious with the, yeah. with the, the fire and ice twins, but um, yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really. I've, I've always enjoyed the designs. They seem almost like a, uh, a culmination of the like old school transformers looks. Yes. Yeah, Definitely. Like yeah, yeah. If you ever see like the the Transformer, like have you ever read any of the Transformers comics? Uh, just the the crossover they had with the uh, with the Avengers in like two thousand something, oh, and it God. wasn't great. But I I don't oh. I don't hate them for that. Yeah, the the these mechs like definitely remind me of like the the standalone Transformers comics because it definitely seems like it's like that style, but like more like elevated. Um, the the everything about this show like it's it definitely seems like if somebody it's somebody's idea of like what a super robot anime would be but just like taken to like multiplied by a hundred like you've got these really loud screaming robots uh you've got these cool like english like super moves and bright lights it was it was very i i liked it a lot I'm glad. I'm glad, because because I you know my reputation was uh, was on the line here. <laughs> it was on the line. I was gonna be like, man, Jorge, <laughs> shit. this shit sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like you said, like it is a, it is basically like a show for kids. But I feel like it's not. Right. You know, it's kind of like a it's one of those things. Like it's like if you're watching it with your kid, like they you're gonna enjoy right. it too. Right. Which which um you know to like to bring us into into the next point. So like one of the 
like I would say the main legacy of the show was the the sequel, um, Gal Gagar Final, which was a an OVA. And then it got edited into a TV series a few years after it finally aired. And I and I do know the OVA actually took several years to finally come out. I think it was like seven or eight episodes. Um, okay. It took several years to get all of those out. And I think that lends, like, like just rethinking Gal Gagar Final, I think it, this lends to my theory that the Brave series is one of those, like, media things that grew up with its audience. Because uh-huh. Gal Gagar Final is a lot more serious and a lot more adult and... Oh, okay. It, it, you know, you, you mentioned the thing of like, well, yeah, they're not going to have everyone like, this is a kid's show. Everything's going to be okay for the most part in the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's still, there's still that sense in Gal Gagar final, but it's there, there are like harder outcomes. There's, there's tougher choices and okay. tougher conflicts. And, and yeah, so I think, I think that kind of, I, I almost mentioned that in passing earlier, but I, I now now the gears are turning, and I wonder if that's that's what happened with uh, with these shows that you know they started off in the early '90s for for kids, and then wound up being more for like teenagers or like older siblings, and and uh, yeah. sort of like cartoons in the U.S. where it's like you know people that grew up watching Nicktoons then eventually just kept on watching like Adult Swim and things right, like that. Right, right. So. And so they sort of there's a market for like these cartoons for so it's adults. Not, it's not an unreasonable uh, theory, I think. Hmm. And so interesting. And so yeah. speaking, uh, so speaking of Adult Swim, though, um, so I thought I thought it was kind of interesting. Like I, I mentioned earlier, half half of the show was dubbed in 2006, and then the second half just came out subtitled uh, all on DVD. The guy who did the dub voice for uh, for for Guy. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Is uh, Michael C- uh, Nicholas. I, I hope I'm getting that right. Um, who, among a bunch of other animated characters, uh, I, I was actually really impressed by this guy's resume. Uh, he was Dean Venture on Venture Brothers. Oh, interesting. And that was the the cl- wait for Guy, which is like the the big yeah. cyborg yeah. person. Yeah, Dean Venture. Dean Venture. Huh? And okay. you can you can hear it a little bit if you find the. Uh, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to put a, a clip of the dub um, if 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 we can get a hold of one. But um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It was it, you you can hear it a little bit, but it it nothing is going to match um, the 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 original Japanese voice just because that that yelling, screaming, fighting spirit is very. It's kind of lost in translation. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's that's an art that's been refined, and like maybe we just don't have it here. Maybe someday, but I just don't. I don't think our voice actors are used to doing that as much. Right. Um, they don't yeah. have the, the decades of like building on that, and so. But I, I thought I thought it was decent. I thought I thought he sounded all right. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I think other other than that, the the only other big uh, other than that, and like appearing in in different um, crossover video games and stuff and RPGs on uh on playstation um there there are actually like quite a few homages to the like specifically to the mecha combinations of this show um mm-hmm. gun sword has has one i think the the mecha is called like elder of five uh but it's the same exact co- combination uh some of the later like transformer shows that were start off as uh, as anime were also mm-hmm. uh paid homage to, to some of the combination sequences and the robots in this. Um, 
Oh, okay. Gundam, I think like one of the Gundam Build Fighter series has like a shot for shot remake of uh, of one of the combinations as well. So yeah. It, oh, interesting. It made a, okay. it made an impact. It made an impact in some form. It definitely feel like it. Yeah, it feels like it would have been one of those kind of shows that that is referenced a lot, like in the the greater anime space, you know. Um, but so I mean, Jorge, since you're the only one who's actually seen this before, did this hold up for you? A hundred percent. And would you recommend it to a oh, friend? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And you did. Yes. So. Yes, and yes. Um, yeah. It. I I am at least a decade, if not a decade and a half, older. <laughs> and uh, even when I was watching this, I was probably like much older than the than the target audience of the of the series, or at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I I loved it then. I I still love it now. It's um, it's not Shakespeare, but it doesn't have to be. It's not Neon Genesis Evangelion, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, I think. And honestly, anime should stop trying to be Neon Genesis Evangelion e- sometimes. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's, um, I, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I, 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 if you want something good and fun and positive in your life, I highly recommend this show. The first couple of episodic ones are, are worth, I don't even want, I don't even want to say it's like trudging through them cause they're, they're fun, but, um, it gets, uh-huh. it gets better as it, as it goes. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you did recommend this to me and I, and watching it like, I, I I mean if you haven't already heard like I I've been praising it the whole time like it is very it seems like a very watchable show um so if I were to also recommend this to somebody who is interested in anime I, I definitely would kind of you know shoot them a a text telling them to check out like Gao Gaigar. um that being said Jorge um you know, as you know, we do rate every episode that we go over on a body pillow rating system. So out of one to five guy body pillows, where would you rate this episode? So I, I told myself I wouldn't be too too generous with um, with these things, but I, I truly do believe this this episode especially like exemplifies a certain thing almost like ideally. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it the five. A five. That's the yeah. first five. It, it, you didn't even give Cowboy Bebop a five. I, I, that's that's why I, you know, I struggled with it. But I'm, I'm like, you know what? I, I truly, I truly believe this, and this is. Uh, it's <laughs> you a stand special, by this. Yeah, I stand by this. I approve of this message. Um, I think, uh-huh. I think it's something. I think it's something special. And I, you know, if we were rating series to series, I might be, I might be different. But if going episode mm-hmm. to episode and just like within, within the context of each show, I think, I think this is a. F- a five body pillow Gal Gagar episode. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, I, I am giving it a four, but that is also with the caveat that I don't have the background of watching everything up to this point. So like things like the, you know, the, the flashbacks sequences of the final, during the final attack, like those don't make that emotional impact for me, which, you know, who's to say like, if I had watched everything to this point, like I would have given it a five. Um, that being said, I, I agree with you. I do think that this is something special, so I am giving it a four, but yeah. Uh, now, now would these, do these guy body pillows, are they like half soft and like half metallic or, uh, uh, I mean, they're going to have to be like guy who is, seems to be human. So I would say that they're probably hard, but soft on the middle. I can live with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, um, 
Yeah, so that was our episode today of episode 30 of, was it, Brave King Galgaigar? Kings of Brave. King of Braves Galgaigar. Episode 30, Braves Death at Dawn. If you guys want to follow us on social media, we are at Aging Otakus on both Instagram and Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, I'm doing a lot of uh, cope posting about tweets on Twitter about the PS5. Um, you can find me at Chambray underscore Poppy. Uh, that's Poppy like P-A-P-I. Uh, Jorge, where can they find you? I'm at Jorge, J-O-R-G-E, Labrador, like Labrador Retriever. And uh, I'm also doing a lot of cope posting and just um, weird PS5 related nonsense and just life. We well, are like brag nonsense. posting about the PS5. I got a, I got to twist the knife. Yeah, you're like, oh, I don't know. Should I get into Souls likes? I saw that tweet and I was like, I'm gonna fucking report this guy. Uh, I'm 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 not being... in this tweet and I don't like it. Yeah, I, I was like, Mm-mm, nope, not not good. Uh, but yeah, so. If you guys enjoyed the show, please get like and subscribe on iTunes uh, or subscribe on Spotify. If you'd like to make a request for a episode that you would like to cover, uh, please give us a five-star rating and let us know what you'd like. And uh, we will consider any five-star rating review uh, recommendation. And that's just a way for us to, you know, kind of fluff our rating, to be honest. And uh, But also just kind of like let us know what you think we should cover in the future. Um, but yeah, great episode. Uh, thank you, Jorge, for sharing this. And, um, you liked it. I guess we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.